0: Welcome back to 613 Ramban. We're up to the third Aliyah in Parshas Mikates. In this Aliyah, we find Yosef's rise to glory. The Torah describes a new name that's given to him, Tzafnas Paneach. Some discussion in the Ramban, whether it's an Aramaic, it's a Hebrew name, or it is a, an Egyptian name. One way or another, it is a new name given to him by Paro, and Paro parades him through the streets. So then Yosef goes about dealing with the economy and saving up an incredible amount of grains so that they would have food during the years of famine. In addition, the Torah describes a marriage, which we'll come back to in a moment, and two sons that are born to Yosef before the famine begins. So let's go back to that marriage. It's described that he is given a wife by the name of Asnas, who is her father, Potifera Kohen On. Potifera sounds oddly similar to Potifar. Um, however, the Rashbam says, no, these are two separate people. There is Potifar, who was the master of Yosef, and Potifera, who is someone different, and especially to consider that he was described as a Kohen, as a priest. So... <clears throat> The Gemara in Sotah, though, tells us that Potiphar and Potiphar are actually the same people, and he was nicknamed Potiphar after he became incapable of having children. This is a bit of a negative, a derogatory nickname, and therefore there's Potiphar and Potiphar. However, Rashi is troubled with the fact that he is described as a Kohen, which would seem to be a priest, and therefore Rashi tells us that yes, usually Kohen means someone who is in service of a god, whether it's... God, capital G, or uh, you know, some, some idolatrous deity. However, over here, it just means someone who is in a, power, a position of power. Cohen could also mean someone who is an officer of sorts. However, the Ramban rejects this. The Ramban theorizes that initially he was working in the palace of... He was working in the palace of Paro, however, after he became uh, incapable of having children, and and this was something that was evident to others, other people heard about this, and therefore he left his position and became a priest instead. He dedicated himself to the deities of the time. What the Torah does not explain to us, nor the Ramban explains to us, is why he goes ahead and marries the daughter of his former master, uh, on face value, this seems to be just a matter of almost like uh, an elevation, you know, that the, the former master who accused him of, uh, you know, of, of some terrible sin now is giving him the daughter. Obviously, it indicates that he has been not only forgiven, but he was not guilty at all. The bechor Shor takes a very different and very fascinating approach. The bechor Shor suggests that the reason he did so is because Yosef now, especially after his experience of going from heights to lows, was very aware of how fleeting power could be, and he was concerned that one day he may fall fall into hard times, and what would happen? Potiphar, who bought him as a slave, would go ahead and possess him and possess his children as the master of Yosef, and therefore Yosef recognized that as long as he was in power, nothing would happen, but if he would fall into hard times, that could happen, and therefore what does Yosef do? He strategically marries the daughter of his former master, and therefore ensuring that his children will never become slaves, a person will not enslave their grandchildren, and therefore ensuring that his children remain free people for all of time. Fascinating approach, one way or another, uh, this is the approach in the Ramban and most that Yosef made. Marries the daughter of his former master, and Potiphar and Potiphar are actually the same person. Have a wonderful day, and we'll pick up tomorrow.